Sukan, analyst at 27.4 Investments. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Now, we spoke about this, but ratings agency decision on Friday, um, what they decided to do, what's your take on that? Yes, Sakina. So we saw both S&P and Fitch have maintained our credit uh, ratings on the levels that they had. That's Fitch on triple B and S&P on triple B minus. So, um, but although having said that, you know, Fitch has uh, still kept us on negative watch. And what that means is that we've either got to be upgraded back to stable or we've got to be downgraded within the next six months. So, you know, that's, uh, that, that isn't exactly ideal. But, uh, and S&P has also one notch uh, lower than, than, than uh, Fitch or yeah, one much lower than Fitch, um, just a notch above uh, 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 junk status. So, um, but they have us on a stable outlook. So, you know, the ratings agencies did mention that South Af- the South African economy is fac- facing considerable strain moving forward. You know, they mentioned that uh, the electricity disruptions and the current account deficit is proving to hamper um, progress in the South African economy, and that could prove to be uh, detrimental in the medium term. So, you know, although they maintained our credit rating on hold, you know, um, there were some harsh words which were mentioned, and we've got to remember that Cisco has us a negative watch, which we've got to keep an eye out for. But, uh, you know, all in all, I think National Treasury will breathe a sigh of relief after the, after um, being maintained on, on the credit ratings that we, are, that we were on. Mm. And the other big story, of course, uh, the oil prices and uh, the Cecil share price. Now, how low can we go here? <laughs> you know, Sakina, it's quite an interesting one, you know, because there were many analysts in the market who thought before the precipitous fall in the oil price that Cecil was offering considerable value. And, you know, some of the numbers being bandied around were that uh, the oil price then, uh, or, uh, excuse me, Cecil share price then at about uh, 620 rand a share, was pricing in at $70 a barrel oil price. Now, you know, at the time, the oil prices were at $100 a barrel. Cecil was paying a dividend of about 4%, or was trading on a dividend yield of 4%, should I say. And, um, you know, they were trading on a P-E ratio of about 10 times forward earnings. So, you know, it looked to be a stock that was offering considerable value. And, you know, besides that, it looked to be the one stock in the resource space which uh, seemed to have some sort of strength in balance sheet, seemed to be some sort of, of, of quality player and weren't plagued by the same uh, problems that the rest of the mining sector was plagued by. So, you know, it seemed to offer great value and there were many fund managers who had a considerable position in that stock. You know, um, now that the oil price has declined to just over $62 a barrel, as we mentioned earlier, you know, um, they, we've seen the Sassol share price fall by some 20 to 25%, you know. So, Quite obviously, the the fall in Sasol's oil price, uh, or the uh, fall in Sasol's share price, is not commensurate with a fall in the oil price. So you know there, there, there could be an even bigger, even bigger gap opening up here. But you know it, it may be slightly early to enter ESCOM because there may be other sentiment factors affecting the stock. You know, obviously there's a lot of negative sentiment towards um, oil. There's a lot of negative sentiment to all the mine, all the um, oil and gas uh, uh, stocks which have invested quite significantly in U.S. share, which is considered to be a high-cost producer, as Cecil has. So, you know, they may con- continue to come under pressure for some time, but at some point, you know, Cecil's going to offer considerable value, and, you know, I think it, 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 it would become a buy on, on further weakness, or alternatively, when uh, investor sentiment towards oil changes. Mm. And just finally, um, a holiday for us tomorrow, but U.S. inflation data coming out on Wednesday. What can we expect there, Nadir? 
Yeah, you know, we've seen inflation all, on the, all around the world coming pretty subdued, you know, and I think the lower oil price is certainly going to affect uh, the inflation data in the U.S. for it to come well under the 2% target of the Federal Reserve. Now, why is that relevant? Yes, inflation data is relevant because I think it's going to determine when the first interest rate hike in the U.S. is going to happen, and that's relevant because that's going to really alter the flow of money globally. You know, once the U.S. starts hiking interest rates, we're going to see outflows from emerging markets like Iran uh, or like South Africa, like Thailand, like Turkey, um, and the rest of the fragile five nations. And, uh, you know, we, 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 given that foreigners own 40% of our bond markets, when the Federal Reserve starts hiking interest rates, we're going to feel the pain in our bond markets. So, you know, and, and, and quite interestingly, it's also uh, the Federal Reserve rate decision on Wednesday. Now, quite obviously, they're not going to do anything to interest rates, but... Why that's relevant is that we're going to watch out for the tone and the language which Federal Reserve Chair Janet Yellen uses with regards to when we can expect the first possible rate hike in the U.S. So inflation data should come in more subdued than expected. And, you know, I think with the lower oil prices, keeping inflation under control well below 2%, I think we could see the Federal Reserve hold off on any interest rate hikes into possibly the third or fourth quarter of next year.